0: Welcome to episode nine of the Wolf Sports Show. I'm David Chapin. We've got a lot to cover this week. Uh, The trade deadline passed. Wasn't a lot of action, but that some COVID stuff has hit the NFL. A bit of a wave, it seems like, in positive tests. Odell Beckham Jr. situation. Derrick Henry injury from last week. So a lot to get to. Again, we'll hit all 32 teams. We'll touch on every matchup for Week Nine, while also going back and looking at what happened last week. And we'll start with the four teams on a bye this week: Tampa Bay, Detroit, Seattle, and Washington. The Bucks are coming off a loss to the Saints. It was in New Orleans. Really close game. The Bucks had a shot to win at the end. Tom Brady had the ball. You would think down one, they needed a field goal. You would think they would have gotten it done. The Saints' defense stepped up. They got a pick six to basically seal the game. So that's the second loss for Tampa Bay, but there's no reason at all to panic. They've been pretty banged up. And now they'll take the bye week to get healthy. Brown is expected to be back from his ankle. heel issue. Gronk should be back again. Well, Gronk did play. He did play, but he didn't against the Saints. He wasn't himself and didn't have any catches and left with back spasms pretty early. Didn't play much but the hope is that him and Antonio Brown and pieces on the defense. Scotty Miller is also coming back off injured reserve soon, was activated to start his practice window. So the Bucks are taking the bye to get healthier and they're still in great shape. The opposite can be said for the Lions. They were flat out destroyed by the Eagles who the Eagles themselves were not playing well at all. It looked like a game the Lions could maybe win get on the board for a victory this season. It was bad. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen, probably, from a team. Maybe they were a little spent from trying to knock off the Rams the week before. Whatever it was, it was not great. Jamal Williams was inactive because of a thigh issue. They were probably trying to get him healthy heading into the bye, give him a little extra time off, but he did not play. He's kind of a guy that brings energy. It was just Bad, though, against the Eagles. Like, really, it was tough to watch. And I feel bad for Jared Goff, who you can see his ability throwing the ball, but he doesn't have a ton of support on either side of the ball. And the outside weapons, as I've said, are probably the least experienced and straight up they're probably the least talented in the league most would agree so things should only get better for the Lions moving forward and they'll use the bye try to get get on track get a win for the Seahawks they were able to get a win last week they handled the Jaguars at home without much trouble Geno Smith who played well filling in for Russell Wilson he played well again and now the Seahawks are set to likely get Wilson back who got the pin removed from his finger, and he's starting to throw. Maybe not full go, but he's getting the ball in his hand. He's going to be throwing full go, I think, pretty soon here. He should be back, and Chris Carson also sounds like he has a shot to return from his neck injury when they return from the bye, so that'll be a major drill. Seahawks are right in the NFC wildcard mix. So they're, they're just one of those teams, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, they're just one of those teams you don't count out no matter where they are, really. so They're not in a bad spot, and I would feel good if I was a Seahawks fan. And also, Washington is on the bye. They're coming off a loss to the Broncos. The defense just hasn't been dominant this year, which meant a lot of people, most people probably expected them to be maybe the best defense in the league. That has not been the case. They haven't been dominant, and that's made it tough on an offense that is dealing with injuries and is somewhat limited. And before we get into week nine, the trade deadline, there was not a ton of action at all on deadline day on Tuesday, but the Von Miller trade the day before was pretty big. The Rams are going all in like they don't really care about draft picks they're just trying to get a super bowl and it was a good return for denver i think getting two day two picks we'll see who's well new gm george pat he'll definitely be making the picks but but we'll see v sticks with vic fangio as the head coach after this season broncos are four and four so we'll see I don't know what kind of message that sends is the bad part to the locker room. Like, they're 500 pushing for a playoff spot. Even the AFC West, I mean, they're probably not on the same level as the Raiders and Chargers, out they're playing right now. And I guess you could say the Chiefs should be in the tier above the Broncos. But the Denver defense did play pretty well against Washington in the win over them last week and they can use these picks to continue building the roster. But yeah, overall the trade deadline I guess you could say relatively disappointing. Not a ton of action. Skill players were not dealt. Although O'Dell Beckham Jr. was in trade talks with this was involved in trade talks between the Browns and the Saints reportedly and we'll get to more on Beckham in a little bit. But Week 9 kicks off tonight with the Jets and the Colts. It's in Indy. For the Colts, they had a real shot to get a winner with the Titans and get right back into the AFC South first place picture, but tough loss, and it's going to be tough to climb out of that hole and make a division run. They'll probably need to even with the Titans in a tough spot losing Derrick Henry, the Colts will probably need to go for a wild card for now because they're far back and the Titans have the tiebreaker. They beat him twice already this season. But Carson Wentz, he started well, threw a couple of touchdowns with Michael Pittman Jr. And he had been taking care of the ball, even though there were some signs of uh, risky throws that he's gotten away with. He didn't get away with poor decisions against the Titans. They had a pick six on a screen pass that was blown up that he should have just thrown in the ground. He tried to do too much and held it on the ball and then threw, a, threw an easy pick six. And then in overtime, I would argue even worse. And it angers me because he's on my fantasy team. Jonathan Taylor um, was wide open for a check down underneath. He would have easily gotten 10 Yards With him, who knows, he might have just broken score, at least 10, 20 yards he would have gotten, though. And instead, Wentz forced into triple coverage to Michael Pittman. It was just really a boneheaded throw. And it's kind of the thing that frustrated people in Philadelphia. And I've mentioned it a few times on the show, how I think Jonathan Taylor needs to be fed the ball. I think part of it might be, I can't be sure, but it seems that Wentz checks into passes too much, maybe. He likes putting the game on his shoulders. But I think you need to feed Jonathan Taylor the ball, and you'll have a better chance to win games, especially if you have a good defense. And for the Jets, I mentioned Mike White last week, liking him coming out of college a few years ago. And you can see why. he He could definitely sling the ball around uh, was confident, leading a comeback win over the Bengals last week, and now there's even like somewhat of a quarterback controversy with Zach Wilson out right now. People are saying like, should Mike White start even when Wilson's healthy? So we'll see that where that goes. But White is a pretty exciting thrower, and he'll get another shot in prime time tonight against the Colts. Moving the Sunday, the Raiders go to New Jersey to face the Giants. The Henry Rugg situation, he was arrested for felony DUI for a, he was going 156 miles an hour at around 3 a.m. He was drunk, obviously, and he, it's just really tragic. He killed a woman and her dog who were in another car in in just a terrible crash and Ruggs was released by the Raiders. It's just an awful situation. And I just want to say, do not drink and drive if you're listening. Never drink and drive. Just sleep in your car or something if you have to, if it comes to that. But especially these NFL guys, they have a number they can call. They got a ton of money. They can have a driver. But bottom line, there's no excuse for anyone to drink and drive. Just don't do it. Because as we saw with this rug situation, you're not putting yourself in danger. Only you're trespassing on the, basically the rights of other people. And obviously rugs regret it. Derek Carr had some comments saying how he needs support right now. Is just a terrible situation. And on the field, it's less important, but on the field, the Raiders will miss Rugg's ability to stretch the field. One of the fastest guys that's been in the league. So the Raiders, it's nothing new for them dealing with some sort of controversy. So they'll look to work around it again. And they face the Giants, who just... Haven't had a, everyone healthy at the same time, really, at the skill position players. Sterling Shepard's now down, dealing with a quad issue. He's looking like he's going to miss more time. They had a close loss against the Chiefs last Monday night. And we saw glimpses when they were at, like, closer to full health against the Saints earlier this season. They upset New Orleans in on the road, where Daniel Jones has played better throughout his career. But we're still waiting on... Them all getting healthy, putting it all together. They're running out of time this season. Now Saquon Barkley is on the COVID list. And he's still dealing with the ankle, so they probably will not have him again this week, which is disappointing. And they really need a win against a solid Raiders team. And speaking of the Saints, uh, they're coming off the huge win over the Bucks. But they lost Jameis Winston for the season at Torn ACL, which is just really unfortunate for him going against his former team. He's been doing a nice job of taking care of the football for the most part of the season. And now the Saints will – they can still play the defense, play through Alvin Kamara. They added Mark Ingram, who fit right back in in the offense. So they can work to that. And Taysom Hill, I expect, will be the full-time starter. They'll give him a shot again. He played well last year. I thought he got – a lot better as a passer as he got more experience last season, but Trevor Simeon did well filling in for Winston last week while Hill was out. But if the quarterback situation is an issue in a few weeks, Phillip Rivers reportedly he would he would listen to the call. He would, I think, if they want him, he would come back and play for sure. And also Drew Brees, Brees has indicated that he might return not recently that I've seen, but like late in the season, if a team needs a quarterback and obviously he'd be comfortable with the Saints, at least with the, at least with the scheme and stuff, he'd be comfortable. I don't know about all the players and everything uh, based off what happened last year with the Anthem stuff. But so keeping on Breeze and Rivers, who knows if one of them join, if Hill and Simeon and whoever else don't, they got Ian Book also on the team if they don't work out. The New Orleans defense should be in a good spot facing uh Falcons team, which they're Matt Ryan's in a tough spot, not having Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is stepping away from football for now while he deals with his mental health. He put out a statement during the games on Sunday saying he's stepping away. I've said how the combination of Ridley, Kyle Pitts. Daryl Patterson is like a good trio that Matt Ryan can distribute the ball to along with the other guys in the offense. Not having Ridley at receiver is a massive blow. And they'll have to battle through that facing a tough Saints defense this week on the road. The Bills will go to Jacksonville. Buffalo came off the bye somewhat. I don't know if it was rusty. I guess you can consider it that. But they turned it on and handled the Dolphins like they have the past, like they have since Josh Allen's taken over. Allen was on the Manning cast last Monday, and you could see how, like, how he's a good, a great person for the Bills to have as their face of the franchise. He just seems like an ordinary, nice guy and a good leader. You could see his teammates rally around them and love playing with them. Clearly, you can see that. So the Bills are just, they're great all around. The Jags last week also were coming off the bye. They couldn't build any momentum from their London win a few weeks ago. There's still, there's work to do. And now James Robinson is dealing with the ankle type of issue. He might be out this week, which is not ideal against Buffalo's defense. We'll see if the Jags can get Leviska Chennault, Marvin Jones, and also Jamal Agnew has been kind of interesting. He's an electric returner, and he's been getting a good amount of time on offense recently. So keep an eye on him, but... They're all facing a really stout Buffalo defense this week. Now to a divisional matchup. Three divisional matchups this week. Browns against the Bengals. The Bengals heading into their game with the Jets in week eight. they, I saw a talk was they were saying they're not going to overlook the Jets. I, I think they were ready to play. I don't think they looked past them or were riding high or anything. They just... It was a strange game. It felt like they were in control, but they ultimately lost to New York. So they're looking to get back on track. Joe Burrow playing well, throwing two touchdowns in every game this season. At least two touchdowns every game. And he, Burrow, lit up the Browns last season, both games, and now he has Jamar Chase to throw to. So I'm expecting a shootout. You never know how these things will go, but a shootout is pretty likely. However, the Browns, they don't profile really as a team that will get in a shootout as of late. Baker Medfield remains. He's going to deal with this left shoulder issue all year. I think the key for them is running a ton with Nick Chubb. Give him 20 carries. He, should get, he didn't get enough touches last week, in my opinion. And now the Browns are dealing with the Odo Beckham situation. So if you haven't heard, basically Beckham's dad, I guess on Instagram, posted a video or commented stuff about basically that Odell has been open and Baker hasn't thrown to him. Then again, there were the trade talks between the Browns and the Saints about Beckham. They couldn't come to an agreement. And then all that. I guess culminated, reportedly Beckham was set to practice, thought he practiced Wednesday, but the Browns sent him home, excused him from practice, even though I guess he wanted to practice. But So Beckham sent home. He's being sent home again today, not practicing. Kevin Stefanski addressed the team about it, and multiple reports say he essentially said that Beckham will no longer be on the team anymore, or at least right now. So I thought Beckham had been turning the corner a little bit. But apparently not fully. He hasn't caused major issues, but the whole situation isn't great. And I can't imagine Mayfield is happy that Beckham's dad is putting out stuff and Beckham, you would have to think, agrees or talks to his dad about it. About not getting the ball enough or Mayfield not being good enough, whatever it is. And maybe Mayfield had something to do with it, not wanting to play with Beckham anymore. And over the past two years, Beckham's quarterback rating, or Mayfield's quarterback rating when throwing to Beckham, is much lower than what it is throwing to everyone else, which is interesting. And another thing for Beckham, not really turning the corner, even though I thought he might have been, like last week, I think it was on DeAndre Johnson, touchdown run. Like, he ran it in. It's a big game, huge divisional game against the Steelers, and Beckham just sort of was on the outside at receiver. He just jogged to the sideline like he didn't really care too much at all that they scored, that his team scored. I get it. You might get frustrated not getting the ball. It's not like I'm sure it's happened a lot. It's just this happened to be caught where receivers who want the ball are unhappy they aren't getting it. But your team scores a touchdown, you should I don't know, not look too disappointed. Again, not a huge issue, but championship teams don't really don't really do that. Everyone's thrilled when whoever it is scores a touchdown, even if it's not you, even if you're not getting the ball enough. So that's the situation to watch with OBJ and where he might land if the Browns ultimately cut them, or maybe they'll just keep them on the roster and not play them anymore, keep them away from the team. The Patriots go to Carolina to face the Panthers. I think New England is in a great spot. Again, their record has probably been worse than what they are, but they got to 4-4 four and four with the win over the Chargers, and this could be something that sort of springboards them moving forward. They can run the ball. They take care of the ball. With Mac Jones, takes care of it. He said he didn't play well against the Chargers, but that everyone else played great around him, and that's really what the game is about. And a Bill Belichick defense is going to be a problem for teams. So the Patriots, they're in a good spot. I think they'll get in the postseason, as I thought, in the preseason. And facing the Panthers, Matt Rule talked about how much respect he has for Belichick. Really, I'm sure he models a lot of what he does After Belichick, he grew up a Giants fan or a fan of Belichick when he was the coordinator for the Giants. I would think Belichick likes what Rule is doing in wanting to build a program. He built two college programs, Temple and Baylor, did a great job there. And I would think Belichick and Rule have a lot of respect for each other, and this should be one of the games of the week. It should be exciting and a close one. And Stefan Gilmore will be facing his former team. He didn't have great things to say about how they handled his quad issue from last year and heading into this year. He had a big interception in his first game for the Falcons against the Falcons last week. And he might just play on third downs for now in like passing situations. So again, that should be one of the games of the week, a close game. There's Denver at Dallas. I've hit on the Broncos, the Von Miller thing. They traded him away. I like their turn they got. But we'll see how they respond after trading away one of the better players he didn't play last week. But still, we'll see how veterans respond for a team that's looking to make a wild card run. And then Dallas, they pulled it off on Halloween night without Dak Prescott, who was rested. So his calf injury she could get to. Closer to full strength. And Cooper Rush was. Had some shaky moments early. But he came through. He was really clutch at the end. Threw a great. Ball to the end zone. To Amari Cooper. To win it. And that's to me the type of win that. A championship type of team. Can pull off. Not having the quarterback going on the road. Against the. Vikings team like competing for a playoff spot or hoping to. So that's a great win for the Cowboys who look legit, as I've said before. And on the other side of that game, the Vikings can't feel great losing to a backup quarterback at home. The end of the game was kind of weird to watch when the Vikings got the ball back. They could have won it with the touchdown with the Hail Mary. It was the chances weren't high or anything, but Kirk Cousins was kind of just checking it down. I don't know if that was the because of the play calls or what, but it's almost like they didn't want to throw in an interception. I don't know. I I would think you have to, at that point, you want to win the game, just bomb it at some point. They didn't. And it'll be tough now. they got to go to Baltimore, and the Ravens are coming off the bye. The Ravens are now back in first in the division because of the Bengals' loss. By half a game, they're in first. And they're looking to get a little healthier on offense if Latavius Murray and Sammy Watkins can return. But the, defense given, the Baltimore defense has given up a lot through the air, and we'll see if Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Minnesota can take advantage of that. for Houston at Miami we'll touch on Deshaun Watson situation a little bit the Dolphins I don't think handled that well at all they alienated Tua even if they didn't mean to they were interested in Watson it just the off field stuff made it not work out the two teams will likely revisit the Dolphins in the off season I would think even though I wouldn't be interested in Watson at all but and it seems, the thing is, the Dolphins were the only team that interested in Watson, apparently. I don't see Matt Ruhle wanting them. Yet, it's been leaking all year about, who knows me, from the Texan side, but the Dolphins haven't denied it and weren't shy about it. Even after the deadline, talking about how they thought about getting Watson. I guess they they were almost comfortable doing it. Ultimately did not, but still puts two in a tough spot. And I think it's hung over the team all year, which just has one win. For Houston, they made a late comeback and covered against the Rams, which got people angry, some people. And we'll see what happens. But at this point, this game is sort of maybe the Dolphins can make a comeback, but it's almost like a draft position type game to see where the, these high picks will be in this year's draft. A more exciting game, I think, for sure, will be Chargers at the Eagles in Philadelphia. Two exciting quarterbacks. For the Eagles last week against the Lions, who I said, again, they demolished. They ran the ball. Jordan Howard and Boston Scott each had two touchdowns. Not every team the Lions, but You can run on the Chargers. Their run defense has not been great this season at all. So I think they need to continue to run, take less pressure off Jalen Hurts. And Fletcher Cox was a potential trade guy, but the Eagles held on to him. He seemed happy about it, even if he was unhappy with the scheme a couple of weeks ago, the defensive scheme, but great job against the Lions defensively. But the Chargers will present a different challenge, clearly. Justin Herbert's been just off again, still coming off the bye. He's in a little bit of a slump. Remember, he's a young quarterback. It's bound to happen. He's been letting it up since he took over last year. And we'll see if the Eagles' run game and defense can keep it going or if the Chargers can maybe get back on track on offense. I think getting Mike Williams going will be big for Los Angeles, particularly on the down-the-field stuff. Big shot plays. He's a big body. But overall, they just need to target him more, get him a bunch of targets no matter where it is on the field. Then this looked like it was, yeah, I would say for sure it would have been the game of the week. Packers at the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs haven't been that good this season. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. It would have been their first time facing each other. Mahomes missed with injury the a couple of years ago. The first potential matchup between them, but now Rodgers is out with COVID. It's just really unfortunate the that this virus still going on, still impacting the NFL and impacting everything. Pretty frustrating. Devontae Adams missed last week for Green Bay. They still pulled off the huge win against the Cardinals. This is going to be tough to overcome. No Aaron Rodgers. But Adams will be back. And for Rodgers, he's automatically out because he's not vaccinated due to the agreed-upon rules between the NFL and NFLPA. This, before the season, Rodgers was asked, is he vaccinated? Which... And he, it was slyly. He said, Yeah, yeah, I've been immunized. He didn't actually get vaccinated. Uh, he had other types of treatment. He lobbied for it to be accepted as like vaccination. But it was not. So now, because he didn't actually get the shot, he's out this week and he won't be able to return until one day before week 10. So I would assume the Packers will play him in Week 10, even if he can't practice all week. But who knows, if Jordan Love plays well against the Chiefs in his first start, they might say he didn't practice, so we're going to go with Love one more week. But again, it's just annoying, frustrating, unfortunate that star players are missing games because of this virus still. Even the vaccinated players, I know Rodgers isn't, but again, last week Adams missed the game because he – Got COVID still. Just hoping this ends at some point. Moving to the Chiefs, they caught a break, not facing Rodgers. But they certainly can't look past the Packers who have find a way to win games. They're and basically for the Chiefs, they've just looked like an ordinary team this season. Maybe they will flip the switch at some point and turn it on and start lighting it up, like they have like in middle of the games over the past few years with Patrick Mahomes. But that's tough to do. I don't think it's a flip the switch type thing for the entire team for a season. It's not like within a game, but for whatever reason, the Chiefs just look like an ordinary team that don't scare anyone. Now to another divisional game, the third one of the week with along with the Browns and Bengals and Falcon Saints. This one's a rematch of an earlier matchup. Cardinals against Niners. The first game, Jimmy Grappa was out with the calf and Trey Lance made his first start. It was mostly, they were limited. The Niners were limited throwing the ball with Lance. Maybe Kyle Shanahan didn't want to put too much on the rookie but it was a run-heavy with Lance running the ball, run-heavy game plan as opposed to him throwing. But now Jimmy Jays back. He responded last week against the Bears. Ran in and twice near the goal line, showing his toughness. George Kittle might be back. The blocking was exceptional last week against the Bears. And for the Cardinals, they're coming off their first loss against the Packers last week Thursday night. Kyler Murray got banged up again. This is what happened at the end of last season. He was lighting it up really and running the ball. But as of late, he's been a little banged up, banged up more, was banged up with the shoulder, now an ankle. And he's less dangerous when he isn't running the ball. And now they have a COVID situation. AJ Green tested positive. He might miss this week. Hopkins is still dealing with the hamstring. We'll see if he's himself again after he was in and out of the lineup last week. But Kyler being hurt is a big thing. Fox's Jay Glazer says it should be a one-to-three week type of injury. So in other words, he's clearly not going to be 100% playing this week. But I expect he'll be out there. And he'll likely have to do more throwing the ball. And again, he won't be able to run as much, which he hasn't been. Too much the past few weeks anyway, well banged up. The Sunday night game is Titans at the Rams. Rams are rolling. They added Von Miller. They're going all in. They're extremely confident. Cooper Cup defenses can't figure out a way to stop him. He seemingly goes for 100 yards and at least a touchdown or two every week. And they catch a bit of a break. Facing a Titans team out Derek Henry. Henry is going to miss at least several weeks due to a broken foot, fractured foot, and he might be out for the season. Hopefully he can return. He's a freakish athlete, so if somebody could come back from an injury earlier than expected, he's one of those guys. And I've said in the past that Henry is probably the most valuable non-quarterback in the league by far. But still, I don't think the Titans are done. They're in a good spot with just two losses. They had Adrian Peterson, future Hall of Famer, who is another one of those freak guys. He can turn back the clock and play well as a lead runner for the Titans if he becomes that. He's expected to be thrown right in there this week. He might immediately get a good amount of touches. But I think Julio Jones is now the key for the Titans. The defense needs to step up, of course, but offensively Julio is now the key I think he's still got it but he's just been dealing with a hamstring all year if they can get him going it would take pressure off of AJ Brown and they could definitely use Jones this week facing the Rams to take some attention away from Brown who might have to contend a little bit with Jalen Ramsey so look for Julio to be another guy I don't know about turn back the clock because he's played well last year and early parts of this year went healthy, but he can still be one of the top receivers in the league, I think. And the Titans kind of need him to with Henry out. And then finally, the Bears play the Steelers at Heinz Field on Monday Night Football. The playing style of two teams should make it be a close one. Matt Nagy should be back after the he was out with COVID last week and a game the Bears' offense played pretty well. Justin Field showed major flashes with his just raw talent, dual threat ability. He had a nice sidearm touchdown throw on the run, rolling to his left. Really accurate on the run. And he ran around for a nice touchdown run late in the game. But the D was just. I had the Bears' defense in fantasy, picked them up, thought they'd be like a safe option with upside playing at Soldier Field at home. They got negative six points, so that about sums up their play last week. And I lost by less than a point in my fantasy matchup, so I wasn't happy. But yeah, you're not used to that from the Bears at home playing that type of defense. That's they gotta They got to bounce back there. And the Steelers have shown they're not done. They beat the Browns. Last week, Ben Roethlisberger's taking care of the ball. He's making good throws. There's the talk of him being washed or whatever they say is receded some. So it should be a close game. The playing styles, the Steelers, don't really throw the ball around and light up the scoreboard anymore. But if the Bears have a bounce back, performance on defense, it should be a close game to end the week. And now for the against the spread pick last week. Again, we are 4-1. and one. It's been a good stretch this season for the picks on WolfSports.com. You can get them by signing up for a fantasy consigliere on WolfSports.com. But last week I gave the one pick that lost. I think that's the second time that's happened this year when we've been 4-1 and one with all five picks. So this week I'll just give all five picks who we like to potentially cover. It is a tough week, I will say, this week it looks like. But we'll say Bills, Saints, Raiders, Packers, and Titans for the five against the spread picks this week. And you can get them every week on WolfSports.com. And finally, to the comments, questions, concerns, send them in, David Shapin at WolfSports.com. We haven't done many comments, mostly questions. We'll do one comment this week. Ben from Maryland. And again, if you just want you want to share your thoughts, whatever you want to do, we cover all 32 teams. We're not opposed to sharing your opinion of, on one if you have a strong one or just want to say whatever. So this one, Ben from Maryland, voicing some frustration. I can no longer be a Washington football team fan. They're a disaster all around. Watch them pick the Monarchs as the team name like idiots. That's Ben from Maryland. Yeah, it seems from what I've seen that Washington fans are very frustrated right now with the team. We've had the off-field stuff, the investigation, which ended up getting John Gruden fired and the only one held accountable for poor actions, but they were private emails. Um, So yeah, the Washington investigation didn't really lead to any changes people are mad about. The franchise fans are mad. Yeah, the team name thing, uh, Monarchs would be not good for a for a team in the United States capital. That would be weird to name them Monarchs. I don't think that'll happen, but we'll see. It's taken a while for the team name. They're, I guess they're being thorough, so we'll see where that lands. And again, if you have anything you want to share, any questions, any comments, send them in. Via email, davidchapine at wolfsports.com. And that just about does it for this week's show. We hit all 32 teams. Trade deadline was somewhat disappointing, I guess, but we touched on that. The COVID stuff is taking over a little bit with a bunch of positives around the league. Two key players the past few weeks. Derek Henry's injury, Odell Beckham situation. So we hit a lot. And the schedule, three divisional games only, but should be exciting. We'll see how the Packers do without Rodgers. We'll see how healthy Kyler Murray is. We'll see how the Titans play without Derrick Henry. See if the Saints can keep it going after the big win over the Bucks. So we'll leave it there. Enjoy the games, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening.